What is creativity? And what are its origins? And how do we access creativity in our lives? This podcast explores the intersection of creativity, imagination, and everyday life. At this crossroads, we experience wonder and magic, and if we're lucky, transformation. Welcome to the Quotidian. I want to let this amazing track play for you a little bit. So good. The name of this track is called The Colors of Chloe by the German jazz composer and double bassist Eberhard Weber. And I first heard this while listening to my friend's curated Spotify playlist. And from the moment I heard the virtuosic double bass work, I knew that this would be the opening music for the show, and I think it's so beautiful. So good. If you listened to the first episode of The Quotidian, you heard Dr. Carol Burbank talk about the creative benefits of exposing ourselves to new aesthetics, new music, new performance, new writing, new dance, whatever you can find, get a hold of these days and how this act of the new stimulus causes new neuronal pathways to grow, new thoughts to blossom, and new ways of seeing the world and and being creative. There's a lot of things I want to talk about in this episode. It'll be kind of a housekeeping episode, if you will, which seems appropriate for the start of the year. And perhaps this is mostly for myself, but it may also serve to give listeners a sense of the landscape that I'm trying to traverse with this show and with this work. And it will also hopefully provide a roadmap for the coming year as we reevaluate our course, emerging from the heaps and piles accumulated from the previous two years. Because who knows where we'll be It's hard to overstate how difficult the last two years have been for humanity, certainly for me and my family. And indeed, the reason I jumped into this work was directly related to the pandemic and feeling a deep need to reconnect to myself and to what gave me joy and to somehow use my passion for creative work to help others make sense of the world 
and of what the world was doing, was becoming and changing into this kind of forced fermata of the pandemic seemed to urge many people to take refuge in a similar way. And the name Quotidian in particular stood for commonality. It was intended to bring people closer to an understanding of our similarities in power and in beauty and as creative creatures linked so closely and in fact part of the natural world. And obviously the focus is creativity, but that is general. In many ways, it's very abstract. And what does it, as I'm fond of often saying, what does it have to do with the price of rice in China? That is to say, why? What's the point of it? How does this show help anyone? How does this work help anyone? I'll get more into that in a second, but first, and I'm going to do my best Seth Godin impression here. Here's a word from our sponsor. What do we have in common? We breathe, we eat, we sleep, and we dream. We love, we cry, we fight, we make up, and we play. Play lets us discover new parts of ourselves. In play, we expand our potential. We feel safe. We trust. In that safety and trust, we experiment with what we can imagine. Better art, better us. A better world for ourselves, our families, our friends, our communities. Our shared humanity. A common good. That's what Carolina Commons does. We take the world away for a while to give people the chance to see new perspectives, to listen to new voices from others and from our own internal worlds before rejoining and participating in the world renewed. We help people, teams, and communities connect to their inherent creative voice and to re-envision the world. With new skills, new voices, and new visions, we can help one another create a better future. Visit www.carolinacommons.org to learn more about how you can take your imagination, innovation, and problem-solving to the next level. Carolina Commons. Uncommon creativity for all. Welcome back to The Quotidian. I'm Bradley Dennis. The track that you're listening to is called Locked On off the album Apollo by Andrew Wong, who's a phenomenal artist, YouTuber, musician, teacher, and uh, I've just been captivated by a lot of his stuff lately. And inspired by his work with modular synthesizers um, if, if you get the chance I highly recommend it it's um, 
it's worthy of a deep dive or a, a little swim just to bathe in his enthusiasm is is pretty cool i believe strongly in the inherent creative abilities of each of us and while that might not necessarily show up in a specific aesthetic expression like a standalone work of art it is I believe, inherent in our relationship to being. I rely very heavily on the work of a philosopher and psychiatrist, Ian McGilchrist. You've probably heard me talk about him more than once on this channel. Um, and re I rely on him for a lot of my theories as well as on the work of uh, a fellow named John Verveke and other sense makers who hold as their main focus um, assisting people with the difficult task of separating the signal from the noise in our world. And chief in my mind in these pursuits is the question, how can we better cooperate and engage meaningfully? with our world and with each other? How do we hold a frame of reference that's big enough to contain our personalities and our ambitions and our livelihoods and find a way to observe and revere something larger than us as sacred, as, as is our nature? We are spiritual beings having a physical experience, as Rudolf Steiner has said. And this comes very close to the notion of interbeing, for me. And in my conversation with Dave Krellen last week, he used the phrase, our more than human kin, which seemed a gentle and respectful way to hold up and venerate the natural world as anything but separate. Rather, it's intrinsically part of our family and therefore worthy of more than just a cursory conversation at the holidays. <laughs> to my mind, this is where cultivating our relationship with our own creativity and creative energies can really pay dividends. Oh, that's a terrible phrase. Um, can really build a capacity for a larger and more positively impactful charge. By observing beauty in the world, we are necessarily observing it in ourselves, right? As Shakespeare wrote, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. One of my favorite Ian McGilchrist quotes is, attention is a moral act, which on the surface seems very simple. And I've said it more than once on this podcast, and I'm sure this won't be the last, but in that short statement lies implications for our direction, our potential thriving, and even our survival as individuals, as a species. There's one central point of this show that's very personal for me. I realized for myself a deep need to connect to a creative energy and a spirit that I had lost touch with. I sensed, as has been my experience in the past, that by interviewing people, 
by putting myself in the back pocket of people doing work that I admired and respected, that I would begin to emulate some of those patterns and habits. And then, of course, by putting it here in a public forum, that perhaps others could glean similar benefits and inspirations moving forward with creative energy in their own lives. And that by reflecting that beauty that they see in the world, which is actually themselves, that we would build something new or heal damage that until recently seemed irreconcilable and somehow irrevocable. So far, we've talked to people who are independent scholars and creatives in the realms of writing and cooking and community building and performance. And we'll be speaking with religious scholars and myth makers and storytellers and visual artists. But I also want very much to find people who don't necessarily think of themselves as creative and to find out why? Why don't we see our presence here as inherently creative? We think the world into being, at least in terms of our own consciousness and reality. We use language to signify our thoughts and indicate the inner and outer worlds to others. And that alone is amazing and worthy of the label of a creative superpower. I mean, that's how the Bible starts, isn't it? In the beginning was the word. The words we say create meaning, and that meaning puts ideas and images in the minds of others. So back to the notion of creativity helping us make sense of the world, and maybe to get back to this idea of a roadmap. My master plan here is to convince you to look at the world through a more imaginative lens. And I hope that hearing about these amazing people and uh, how they move through life and utilize their creativity will inspire you to do the same because I'm certain there is no downside to that effort. As long as we don't criticize ourselves in the process, we can be certain of making something better especially ourselves, each day that we try. And I'm reminded of uh, my interview with Pierce Freelon and his admission that he makes his bed every morning. So if nothing else goes his way, he can at least look back and see some small effort that made a difference in his life. And I feel the same way about my outlook and mental state throughout the day. And when I get down or frustrated, I, I try to find something beautiful to look at. And when I can recognize that, it is like looking into a, a magic mirror and seeing something new in myself I had missed or forgotten. So that's my challenge to you this year because we need 
all the help we can get. So when you're feeling low, when you're feeling small, tears in your eyes, the day dragging on, frustrated, tired, mad, sad, and you don't want to feel that way because there is some benefit to feeling the things you feel. But if you don't want to feel that way, find something beautiful to look at. Look around at the world. Do avoid the internet, which is good advice when we're not at our most alert anyway. But challenge yourself honestly to observe beauty in the world and really appreciate it because you've just created something new and in that newness is an infinite potential and that is where creativity thrives. So lastly, thank you all as ever for joining me on this journey and I will strive to bring you voices of insight and imagination and variety of experience and of creative power to both inspire and hopefully entertain. So please feel free to be a part of this work. That's what it's for. You can write me and suggest subjects and people that I should meet and talk to. If they inspire you, I want to know. So you can go to uh, www.thequotidianpod.com and send us a note. You can leave a review and like the show and send it to your friends. And I sincerely hope that there is something here for everyone because that's who I want to help. Upcoming this month, I'll speak to Mr. Stanley Hauerwas, a theologian at Duke University, about the links between spirituality and creativity. And I'll also be talking with the amazing Michael Mead, who's a mythologist and storyteller living out in the Puget Sound of Washington State, about the importance of story and how we can create our own myths to live by. And next week, I will host the incredible artistic talent of Ciolo Thompson, and I'll be asking her to talk about the power of intuition to make a more meaningful and magical life. So stay tuned. Be well, be courageous, be creative, and dream large. Thanks.